Thank you for tuning in today to this second episode in the series Conversations with the Zodiac. Today's conversation is a conversation with Taurus, and you'll be listening to a conversation between myself, an Aries son, and two beautiful, wonderful friends of mine, Rose and Kate, who I have introduced themselves on at the beginning of the conversation so I won't introduce them here but just a couple of things um, I'm sure you will resonate with a lot of what you hear from both Rosé and Kate you can find info on how to get in touch with them and take advantage of their services in the show notes as well as at the end of the episode they'll share some things if you want to know more about me and support my work or book readings with me, take classes with me, you can go to KelseyRoseTort.com. If you want to become a monthly supporter, support my work and rest and music creation and projects like this, uh, astrology education and whatnot, go to Ko-Fi, ko-fi.com slash KelseyRoseTort. Some perks as well um, through that avenue. And last but not least, at the end of the episode, you'll hear the full track of the song that was channeled that came through during Taurus season. Uh, part of this project, along with the conversations with the Zodiac, is that I'm releasing meditations to my patrons and then a song for each sun season. So you heard a little bit of that song at the start here. And after the conversation, you'll hear the full length song. So thanks for checking that out. I'm always happy to know what you think of the conversation, of the music, of anything. I'd love to hear how it hit you, how it landed with you, how it resonated with you, how it may have supported you. So please don't hesitate to get in touch. Send me a DM, an email, reach out. And whether you're listening to this during the last part of this Taurus season 2021 when the conversation was recorded or listening to it any other time of the year or any other time space in existence, know that by tuning in, you're getting a nice little dose of the slow, smooth, loving, grounded, beautiful, Mm, centering vibrant peaceful energy that is Taurus so enjoy this Taurus medicine wherever however you are welcome today is do I know the date April 27th Tuesday April 27th 2021 it is 11 24 a.m central time Two of the three of us chatting today are in Chicago, Illinois, and it is 9.24 a.m. Pacific time for me in Henderson, Nevada. And this is Conversations with the Zodiac, and today's conversation is with Taurus. And for our conversation today, we've got two of my favorite people, definitely two of my favorite Taurisians. Is that how you say that? Taurisians? Or Taurians. Taurians. Okay. I was thinking like Parisians, Torians, yes. <laughs> Two wonderful Torians, Kate Heinricher and Rose Hernandez. And I will just have both of you introduce yourself. So take your time, share whatever is on your heart at the moment. Who wants to go first? Kate wants to. Want, Rose wants Kate I'll, to go first. <laughs> I'll go first. I was like, Mercury and Aries going first? <laughs> I guess I'll go first. Mercury and Taurus. Um, hi, I'm Kate Heinrecker. Um, I am a professional astrologer. Um, 
professional practicing astrologer living in Chicago, Illinois. Um, and yeah, that's it. I mean, I don't know. I could probably go on for a lot longer, but I'm going to keep it simple. I'm a professional astrologer um, living in Chicago. Um, and I am Rosé. Um, pronouns are she, her. Um, I am a, a energy worker, a body worker, educator. Um, I'm also an artist. Um, and I like to, right now I'm just popped in my head that I'm considering myself an incubating astrologer at the moment. Oh, I love that. Oh, I forgot to mention my pronouns too. She, her. Cool. Thank you both. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask you, what's your relationship to astrology? But I suppose you both already shared that professional practicing and incubating. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to share around how you came to astrology or any like current specific connections to astrology that are moving through you? Um, I would say that right now, um, I've currently right now in a sort of, I guess, self-didactic phase um, of learning uh, just simple, I, I guess, and more complex timing techniques right now. And I find it really interesting, especially learning through, um, you know, lots of like writing, of course, and following a lot of, you know, Demetra George right now is a specific, like huge influence um, in my life. Shit. She is the shit. And the shit. also very interested also in a lot of the writings and mostly through interacting through video um, with Kira Sutherland, who is a medical astrologer from mm -hmm. um, Australia and coming closer and closer in contact with um, medical astrology since, you know, medicine was, and astrology was, you know, together, you know, um, in the history of astrology. And it was hard to separate those two and, you know, and at some point there was a schism between the mm -hmm. two. Um, um, specifically after, you know, Western medicine was becoming more and more advanced or advanced, I should say advancing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, uh, that's a little bit kind of like where I am with astrology at the moment. I love that. I'm thinking about like, we were talking before we started recording a little bit about the shift that's happening in terms of like coming back to like coming into a new relationship with time that maybe is also coming back to an old way of relating to time. I always talk a lot about Kairos and Kronos. Whenever I teach astrology, I always bring up Kairos and Kronos and how Kronos is chronological time and Kairos is like the quality of time and astrology helps bring us back to the quality of time. And those words are Greek. So in ancient Greece, there was an awareness of both of those aspects of time. And we've sort of lost awareness to Kairos, the quality of time and astrology brings us back to that. And the parallel I'm feeling here is like astrology can also bring us back to the body. And I feel like that's something yeah. that it's becoming like with medical astrology, obviously, most specifically, it brings us back to like a somatic experience of astrology, like maybe even thinking about it, like feeling the quality of time in our bodies both yeah. like in the natal chart you know like wow and I wow I didn't even consciously wasn't even consciously realizing that I'm starting to incorporate Taurus energy 
by bringing that up, but cool. Yeah, maybe we can talk about that more in a bit. Thanks, Rosé. Did you have anything come to mind for you, Kate, about your like specific yeah. current relationship <laughs> to astrology? God, I feel like this is such like a loaded question. I'm like, how much time do we have? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I feel like my relationship with astrology, as everybody is, is, is constantly evolving. When I first, I thought astrology was actually nonsense until I learned my moon sign, Leo moon, because I didn't feel like I was a Taurus until, you know, my twenties. Um, which is another topic that we can dive into here on conversations with the Taurus. But I really felt like I, my relationship with astrology is extremely personal in the way I practice astrology. So I incorporate a lot of different techniques. So I really do focus on evolutionary astrology, but I also have use a lot of Hellenistic techniques as well. So I kind of do a, a lot of hodgepodge of learning, but right now I'm also learning medical astrology and learning that and incorporating that into my client work, um, which is lovely. And I feel like that's such a, that's a good jumping off point for our conversation. Um, learned with Kira Sutherland as well. Um, but I feel like medical astrology is an entirely it, it's so complex. Like I thought that I would be like, oh yeah, I'll learn it and I'll be able to give readings to people in no time. But now I'm like, whoa, I have so much practicing to do with that. So I feel like right now I am really firmly rooted in evolutionary astrology techniques and helping clients understand and unpack their soul's journey and just serving as a guide to where the soul is now and where they're meant to go. But also I have been sneaking in a lot of um, health and wellness astrology too, as well to my, to my techniques. Oh, and locational. I'm also learning locational too. So it's kind of where I'm at with my practice. Both locational, like both locational and medical, both are like Taurus astrology. <laughs> like, yeah, they're that. Earth <laughs> astrology. I love that. Yeah. That's so cool. Oh, and I just started doing like, I actually, synastry and composite readings have also been like super um, intimidating to me, but I started doing those. I, I felt more comfortable doing client work with those like this, the start of this year. So I've been, I've been doing that as well. I've been picking that up and that shit fat. That's the more I learn and practice that, the more I'm, I just obsessed with like synastry and composite now. I remember, I feel like Kelsey, we used to talk about this and you're like, does anybody knows synastry and I was always like no count me out <laughs> not going there and then you were like wait I guess I'm kind of Venus rule fine <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like all right I'll, I'll give in <laughs> yeah I feel like you go you don't go to an Aries astrologer like myself for relationship astrology when people come to me like friend wise they call me when they know what they need to hear is encouragement to break up so I don't know that I'll ever be a great relationship. <laughs> like, but, dump him. <laughs> dump them. Then again, I do have both my ruling planets in the seventh house. So I am a very, very mm. relational person and I'm so interested in relationship dynamics. So it actually kind of surprises me that I haven't like really felt the urge to like learn, learn. Right. Totally. I have like the North node in the seventh house. So I'm like, how am I not? doing this already mm. mm -hmm. 
Well, it's fun to like be friends with astrologers for a long time and watch each other expand and grow and shift in new directions. It's cool. Yeah. I didn't know you were, you were on in expansion mode, Kate. That's cool. Always, always. So in case anyone is never, anyone listening hasn't been hearing me just like talk my ass off about this Mm -hmm. lately or didn't listen to a conversation with Aries um, last month's episode, just a quick recap of what is the inspiration for these conversations. I am currently in a sun ruled year, which everyone experiences once every 12 years. This is based on the Hellenistic technique, annual perfections, which, um, assigns a house that's activated in the natal chart each year of your life. So I'm 32 as of March 28th. And at 32, everyone's in a ninth house year. And for me as a Sag rising, my ninth house is Leo. So that means that the ruler of Leo, the sun is my time Lord for the year. And that means my natal sun, which is in the fifth house in Aries is really uh, coming through strong this year. So I have been encouraging myself. This project is part of a larger project where I'm encouraging myself to just create really regularly fifth house, Aries sun, just like birth shit out of me all the time. Um, and then also the transiting sun is going to impact me more this year than other years. So I'm kind of following the sun through the signs of the Zodiac more closely this year than I have in the past and allowing that to be the framework through which I make art and create things. So this is one of those projects, conversations with the Zodiac, where I'm going to chat with people each month who are embodiments of that uh, sign that the sun is transiting through, through their natal sun. So a nice place to start might be, is there a way, um, and one or both of you can answer this, is there a way that you like to think about or talk about the sun and what the sun means? So any planet can transit through Taurus, obviously, any people can have different placements in Taurus, but we're focusing today as we're focusing on the energy of Taurus more generally today, what brings us here is your two natal Taurus suns and then the transiting Taurus sun. So can you frame in any way that is coming up for you right now or way that you're used to kind of explaining the role that the natal sun plays in our lives and or the transiting sun? Yeah. Um, I think that when I explain to people about all the sun, I, I, love to describe it as the life-giving force. You know, I also love to explain it as God. Um, I love to explain it as um, oftentimes like the father. Um, I also um, love to think about just, it's just our vital force that like fuels us moving forward. And obviously I ego and it's also, uh, you know, the sun is is power, you know? Um, And then, I always love to think about also, for me, what I have to tell people is I, I like to think about it as also like spirit and spirituality in our lives, you know? Like how does our spirit, you know, how, is, how does our spirit move? You know, we're talking a lot about time. How does our spirit move through time, you know, through, through this lifetime that we're in, how, how we've incarnated in this lifetime? Yeah. I love that, Rosé, that's gorgeous. Um, I, I also 
think of the sun as like it's a it's our vital life force you know it is it is constant you know the sun moves one degree every single day you know there is a there is this regularity there is this consistency to the rhythm of the sun which in my mind kind of translates to this archetype of you know the maturity of the ego and depending on the sign that the sun falls in I really see the sun as as almost and the sun and our natal sun sign as kind of the quality of the essential life force that we bring into the world you know it's the Mm. quality of our ego it's the characteristics of our ego and I always think that you know too often especially with um, spirituality and um, the spiritual communities that we're all a part of the ego at least for for a couple for maybe like past years maybe some decades has kind of gotten this bad rap as something we need to transcend and something that we need to avoid or something that is bad or something that needs to be mitigated in some way, shape or form. But I think that the ego is actually a beautiful thing and it's how we shine and it's how we are unique. And the Mm. sun sign is how we present our uniqueness to the world and how we own our uniqueness. You know, I think of the sun sign as our gift in our chart And as we grow older and as we mature, we embody our sun sign with all of its wonderful attributes. And we really learn how to mitigate those those prickly parts of our sun sign. And we learn how to mitigate and work with the uncomfortable parts and characteristics of our sun sign. And I do think that we really grow into our sun sign as we mature and as we age because we learn who we are and we self-define more and that is very sun-like in essence the ability to self-define the ability to say who I am like I didn't even want to be a Taurus or understand what that meant until I was in my 20s like I I totally rejected my Taurus side until I you know until I was in my 20s until I was like going through a Saturday my first or my second Saturn square. So I do think that there is this intricate connection between our sun sign, our ego and us growing into ourselves and us learning how to shine and learning how to shine, um, our ego's brightness in ways that are healthy and in ways that are integrated and ways that are embodied. That's how I think of it. Yeah, I really love that. And I love the idea of this. I think, you know, all the aspects in our chart, as an evolutionary astrologer, Kate, you probably really resonate with this, but like all of the placements in our chart are evolving all the time. Like the natal mm. chart is, was never still. There's never stillness. It's a snapshot of planets in motion. And so like our experience of those placements are constantly evolving mm. through the circle, through the wheel and the sun specifically, I, I really have liked thinking about as this process of becoming And one way that like, it kind of came to me to talk about it maybe a year or two ago that I often talk about when I'm with clients who are like super new to astrology is that the sun is this, the main process that we're learning in our lives. But as it is that life giving force, it's like when we're learning our sun sign, we are simultaneously extremely like, um, fueled by it like rejuvenated by it. So when I'm learning the Aries lessons, 
it might be challenging at times. I might stumble, especially as an Aries. That's like a messy, stumbly energy. And also it fills me up to be in that learning process. Like I feel very aligned when I'm learning Aries lessons. So that's one way I've thought about it is it's like the main lesson, the main thing we're learning in our life. And also it's this very rejuvenating, vital experience when we're learning it. Um, And one of my favorite metaphors too, I, I wish I remember who first said this to me so I could credit them. It was like many, many years ago. I don't remember if it was a class or a book or what, but the idea that like your whole chart, or even if we switch to thinking about transits, the sky, the planetary um, alignment at any given moment is a stained glass window and the sun is the light shining through it. So it's what gives consciousness or energy or maybe even awareness, I don't know, to the rest of the experience of the natal chart. Um. And then, yeah, like to, to transition into talking more about Taurus, I've been thinking lately about the Zodiac, the circle of the Zodiac as a representation of wholeness is all circles sort of represent wholeness. And then the 12 signs as wholeness fragmented into 12 parts. So if we think about wholeness and the full Zodiac together as um, source or truth or consciousness, then we can look at the different signs as 12 different lenses on that truth, 12 different lenses on consciousness. And so the way I'm thinking about, like the main question that I kind of want to explore today is what is the truth as Taurus sees it? Like, what does Taurus know? That's the language I use a lot when I teach astrology, especially when I'm teaching polarities. Like, Um, We can do Aries Libra as an example, because I talked about Aries last week or last month, and the signs are going to build on that truth, or at least that's how I anticipate this going is I always say Aries knows that ultimately no one's responsible for our, for us, except ourselves. That's the truth as Aries sees it, that I have, I'm the first and last person to really take care of myself, my well-being, my survival. I am separate. Pisces knows we're all connected. We're all God. Aries knows I'm separate though in this life. And then Libra, Aries polarity knows, but everything I do does have a ripple effect on the people around me. And so I also must take personal responsibility for what my presence is in the world. So both of those things are really true. Those are two parts of the wholeness of truth. So my question for you right now is then what is the truth as Taurus sees it? And it, it you might not, you know, sum it up in a sentence because you're not me and you haven't been thinking about it this way for a year or so, but what, yeah, what comes to mind when you think about what is the truth as Taurus knows it or as Taurus sees it? Woo. That's a big question, Kelsey. (laughs) 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 I mean, there's, there's, yeah, go ahead go ahead. Well, I can no, share. You want to take a bite out of it, Rose. Go ahead. You take a first. Well, take a first bite. I, I, you know, I'm thinking a lot about. It's hard for me to, um, talk about you know just the sun and Taurus without also talking about Venus, um, and so. For me, and it's you know it's, it's specifically like Taurus is also like 
it's almost like it's also the you know because it's sustained it's a fixed earth sign right and so it's like literally the height of spring right where things are really starting to blossom you know and so like when the sun you know in the taurus and the truth is that it has such life-giving energy right and the you know it's literally like when the heat it's like the cold moistness you know of you know Venus is like literally everything is growing from underneath. So, you know, as a Taurus, it's like to know, to know that you are abundance, you know, it's you are giving, you are nurturing, literally the flowers are growing from underneath your feet, you know. Um, and oftentimes it's like, I feel it's like that sometimes in a way it's like, Personally, in my own personal experience, it's like sometimes I don't understand it's like where that's not enough, right? Because I'm constantly trying to like fight and grab for these other resources rather than the resource that I have like within me is that like, you know, that I am receiving and that I am giving and that I am nurturing and, you know, you know, my rose-centered self is like literally emulating essence <laughs> you know the essence is constantly flowing it is there you are the supreme you are the supreme <laughs> you are the supreme you are and you are oh, absolutely i i when i think of taurus i mean let's it, just getting back to basics the fundamentals you said rosé it's the it's the it's a fixed earth sign but not only is it a fixed earth sign, but it's the first earth sign in the Zodiac. And yeah. I think that there's something to be said for the first sign of each element and how that really displays the nature of that element itself. And earth being a fixed, being a the first earth sign. I mean, Aries is a cardinal fire sign. Of course it is. That's fire energy right there. Like, I'm being burned like it's all happening but then after that initial birth after that oh my god I'm a spirit like I I have a spirit energy I have agency then Taurus comes along as the second one to contain that to contain mm. your vital force and to say how do I how do I use my vital life force in a way on earth like on planet earth like how do I use my my vital life force in this body in this human meat suit so i feel like a huge part of the taurus experience and the taurus truth is understanding that you have a body and what to do with that body and i feel like for a lot of taurian energy at least like a lot of the tauruses that i know are very I don't know if body conscious is a word, but they need massage, you know, they need that yeah. sensual, they, they need massages. I'm sorry. If you're a Taurus, give me massage once a week. I'm, I'm dead. I love you. But you know, that Taurus energy is that concentrated energy of matter and people with that Taurus energy and that Taurus lens are 
they have this experience and their truth has to do with what it means to be in a physical meat suit and what it means to be in a body, but not only just like what it means to be in a body and have a, this physical body that we live in, but what it also means to like live an embodied life. And, you know, when I yeah. think of that sign of Taurus, it's manifestation in and of itself, like what you were saying, Rose, and how like flowers literally grow under your feet, like Taurus energy with concentrated effort. And I feel like that whole idea of concentrated effort is so Taurus Scorpio in general, that mm -hmm. fixed, like concentrated energy, that fixed yin energy that pulls everything into existence. That concentrated effort is enough to manifest anything you want into this experience. And that's the thing with Taurus energy, like from the frame of a Taurus and the Taurus truth is like, I, I can make truth whatever I want it. And when I decide that I want it to be this way, you can either help me or you can either get out of my way or I'm going to run you over because it's this like concentrated forceful energy of that understands what it means not just to be in a body but also what it means to be embodied and value yourself you know and how to hold yourself to a higher standard if that makes sense yeah and I, I think also even more it's like when you're talking about it's like it's carrying that vital life force from that or the you know carrying the well I guess I'm going to say it's carrying the fire that Aries started yeah right exactly it's like you know like if Aries lit that match like then Taurus is carrying that torch it's like into the next season before we have to like blow it out at the end so that it can change again you know exactly yeah I love that and I really like um I was really resonating especially Kate with this idea of the first sign of each element having this mm. significance to it because it's like so the cardinal signs of each element are not necessarily the first one, right? Just Aries is the first, the only one that shares first and cardinal. Is that correct? Oh, cancer. 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 Yeah. So I always think about cardinal as like the, in, the like initiating energy, like taking responsibility for that element. But the word that's coming to mind for me with these first four signs, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer is like the first awareness of that element. And so with Aries, it's like, I talked a lot last month on the Aries episode about the ego construct and how, and it really connects to what you were saying, Kate, about how there can be a tendency in, in like sort of new agey spiritual practices to try to mitigate, I guess mitigate is fine, but like bypass the ego, like get away from the ego. And Aries energy is like really embracing the awareness that we have in ego. Cause our ego construct yes. is what it almost has this connection to Taurus because like when we decide to come play this human game, when our soul says, all right, let's, let's go do this. The ego is what keeps us here. The ego, our thought construct is what keeps us from just clicking out of any uncomfortable feeling or experience and going, wait, no, I'm God. Like the ego is what makes us have to stay and play the game. And so Aries energy is, is the awareness of, I have an ego. I am a person. I have this ego construct. I'm separate from source through this mechanism of the ego construct. And Aries placements, Aries transits, Aries people embrace that. We go as an Aries, I go 
this is how I am individually. This is what I need. This is what I'm feeling. And that is worthy of recognition. And I am allowed to have my separateness and fend for myself. And then I'm thinking of Taurus as like, you both have mentioned the container for that ego, but also just the initial awareness of, oh, I'm in a body on the planet. In the same way that Aries embraces, oh, I have an ego, I'm separate. Taurus embraces, I'm in a body. Like my soul's not always in a body. Like, let me, let me lean into this experience of being a body. What does it feel like to be in a body? What does it smell like? What are the, like these plants on earth don't exist everywhere. My soul goes through all the dimensions. It exists in this experience here. So let me enjoy these plants. Let me enjoy these sheets, not to be so basic, but like, let me enjoy the good food. Right. I feel like lately people are really shitting on talking about food and tourists, but I mean, come on. It is. It's part of the experience. You know, I was I was thinking about that earlier, and then I was just kind of like, you know what? Torians also do love really good quality food. Sorry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't even come at me. I will totally embrace that stereotype because it's true, and I love great food, and I've never yeah. met a Taurus who didn't. Never. 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 <laughs> never it's literally unheard of and if you disagree fight me on it you know that's all I gotta say no just kidding yeah <laughs> <Don't> fight me <laughs> I mean anything you can fight I, me <laughs> I feel like if you're just running around saying Taurus likes to eat maybe that's a little empty but if you're grounding yes. it in like because Taurus is embracing the physical existence and being in a body and sensuality right experiencing through the senses then of yes. course Taurus likes to eat good food. Yeah. Well, right after I graduated college, I was a I worked in hospitality and I was like a restaurant manager. I ate at the best restaurants in Chicago all the time. I dated a chef for a couple of years and I like Ugh. it was my Taurus heart was so happy with that. Like that was amazing. And I actually worked with a lot of Tauruses and I would always be like, Taurus we love good food good drinks good cocktails good anything good sex like good anything that feels good is is made for you know that Taurus energy because we appreciate that we appreciate those the the, the senses and the fact that you know senses and like our five senses that's what makes us human mm -hmm. you know that's part of the Taurus experience that's part of the earth experience you know and grounding yourself and appreciating and being and being conscious of our senses I think is really important because it's easy to check out and forget to eat or forget to stretch or forget to you know sh go shopping for clothes like if you actually need clothes for getting to shower yeah. you know like there there are these there are those earth sensibilities that are so important but I also wanted to touch really quick circle back on what you were saying about ego Kelsey which just kind of came up to me really strongly and I know that we kind of shift but I'm, I'm shifting back but I just needed to say that ego also equals agency and I think that Aries is that agency energy and all fire signs really embody that sense of agency but without ego we have no agency so you know it's mm -hmm. so it's so clutch to be able to um, embrace our ego to be able to do work in the world and do work in ways that is unique to us and, you know, and do work in ways that is unique to our signs and our charts that fits us. Yeah. You know how this journey through the signs is kind of coming through to me right now is like, 
So I spent a lot of time during Aries season, um, kind of like zoning in on what the fuck is Aries energy? Like, what is that shift specifically from Pisces to Aries? And it kept coming through as like a wound, which I guess works with like the Mars ruled sign. And it, it, it feels like Aries really feels almost like the idea of original sin was coming up for me, but like original wound, the original wound of being cut off from source and separated. And I talk a lot about the birth moment, you know, like being removed from the womb and it, it, that's painful. And that is representative of the fucking human experience of suffering. And so now I'm thinking of all the signs as that journey back home. We're taking a journey back home when we move through the wheel of the Zodiac, but it can feel real tempting to bypass the truth that Aries knows, which is that, okay, but there is this wound of separation, you know? And so, um, not to make it about Aries again, although I suppose every episode is going to be a little bit about Aries with your host. It's fine. It's really fine. Um, (laughs) But like, so I'm, now I'm thinking about Taurus is like, okay, if we can embrace that, I am separate that I, okay. I have this ego construct. I'm here and there's nothing I can do about it, then the next step is like, all right, where am I? And that's kind Mm -hmm. of the Taurus part of this process. Like, okay, I identified the ego construct. And now like, what are my tools here? What's my body? What are my surroundings? It's just like, almost like that next layer out. So there's me, the ego construct, the idea and concept of me. And then there's like, what's the physical experience of me? What information am I taking in? And then you would go to like, in sticking with this awareness piece, Gemini is like the first awareness of intellect. Like, oh, I can, oh, I can ponder. I can think. Or like, what (laughs) is that? I want to label that. Like, I want to put language to matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking a lot of different things. My mind is like, Um, it's a Gemini rising, right? So we get, we get that combo of Taurus to Gemini here. Yeah, I think that like a lot of it also too, you were talking about our relation, like being in a body and our relation. But like one thing that I also like experience like as a Taurus is like, I am so aware of like my surroundings and like being like, is this going to be like, okay for me? Like, you know, and because I'm a person that like also like my body, it's like, I have also a very large body. I'm a large body. I'm also um, a person who has mobility and also some disability issues. So I'm constantly thinking I have to take and be aware and like show support and love to those parts of myself because that's how I move in the world. And so I'm constantly wondering, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, am I going to be comfortable sitting in this chair? <laughs> like, like yeah. and I'm just like, I'm always like looking and seeing, I'm like, that's not going to work for me, you know? And you know, and being able to like also communicate a lot of that to like the outside world and be like, that isn't going to work for me because like I'm somehow, I can't fit or like, I don't, I don't want to be uncomfortable in that sort of space because my body needs comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not as able-bodied as like everyone else is, you mm-hmm. know, like, or I'm thinking like, you know, like how it is it like, I'm going to move up, you know, four flights of stairs or something like that and how difficult that can be for me sometimes, you know? Um, So it's like also just like my relation to like all the things, my surroundings, um, you know, how 
how something's going to make me feel, like how I'm going to receive that. Um, I'm getting lost because I'm, <laughs> I'm getting lost, but no, yeah, but I mean, everything that. That, it's true though, what you're saying about Taurus energy, Taurus energy teaches us how to be in a physical body. And mm. I think that some of my favorite examples of Taurus sons do that like Lizzo have first happy birthday Lizzo happy birthday Lizzo yeah cute yeah, happy birthday Lizzo how can we not say happy birthday to our Taurus queen of queens um we think of Lizzo is you know she's I always bring her up as my favorite example she's on the I'm sorry you're gonna hear a little feedback from the streets I live on the streets you might hear a car siren um but you know Li our girl Lizzo she is you know she is you know a symbol for the body positivity movement and she's like yeah look at me i'm gorgeous look mm -hmm. at my self-esteem like yeah i always have my moments but that is the beauty of taurus is that it teaches us how to be in our own body how to be comfortable in our body and how to understand that even though our bodies might always be changing they're beautiful because there are bodies just for existing mm -hmm. just for existing you know, and Lizzo and I'm thinking Kelly Clarkson is another Taurus whom I love. Oh my um, God. AD Bryant is another great one. Have y'all seen Shrill? My yes. uh, cha life changing for me as well. Like, I mean, these are the, these icons that help teach us that yes, your body is changing. Like, yes, your body is beautiful. It just how it is. It doesn't need to change. Like you're meant to love yourself and appreciate your sense of self-worth. You know, that's the other thing that Taurus lens and the Taurus perspective, like the gifts of being a Taurus are these reservoirs of self-worth that we can tap into and say, yeah, I am gorgeous. I am amazing. It doesn't, you know, I don't, just because I'm me, just because I am who I am, I have everything I need already. I don't, I mean, obviously I'm a tourist, so I'm going to want to buy perfume and lipstick, but you know, I have everything I need and I am amazing. That's the Taurus gift is teaching us how to be in our body. And I also, you know, I have struggled in the past with, especially whenever I was working in the restaurant industry, I, my body changed a lot and I, my body got a lot bigger, but being a Taurus, I'm like, no, it is my responsibility to love myself no matter what. And in doing that, in that simple act of loving myself, I pave the way for other people to do the same. And I also think that like, that was my journey towards po body positivity that I still embrace today. And understanding that if I want to change, I can, but I don't need to. Tauruses don't need to change if they don't want to. Sometimes mm. they don't want to, mm. but you know, there and is don't ask me about stability. it. And don't ask me about it, babe. Yeah, man, you know what's like really, I'm loving this specific piece of the conversation because it's helping me see a very strong connection from Aries to Taurus. And normally when I think about the journey from one side sign to the next, I think about a big pendulum swing away from the truth of the previous sign. But in this way, you can really see that Taurus is the container for that Aries energy because exactly and builds upon the Aries energy because I always really strongly identify my experience as an Aries son as like, like I've never had a problem loving myself. Like my sense of self-worth 
Like, I know that I deserve as an individual to be heard, be seen, make mistakes, be flawed, have my experience. I have a very strong sense of self-worth, which doesn't mean I don't struggle with like low self-esteem at times, but like at the root, I am an embodiment of like the awareness that the embracement, is that a word? I like yes. have a very, I have <laughs> a very now. easy time embracing <laughs> myself and the experience of myself. And so Taurus is that energy as applied to the physical world. Aries mm -hmm. is like, my ego construct is fine. It's me. It's who I am. I'm going to embrace it. And Taurus is like, my body is fine. It's who I am. I'm going to embrace it. So it's like the, the signs each have like this piece of truth that they embrace as a natural, as like a general concept. But then these first four maybe is how we might look at it are specific to embracing the personal experience of that element. So like get down the road for the other earth signs. It's still about embracing the physical world circumstance, but it's not as personal with Virgo mm -hmm. and Capricorn, right? Like Capricorn is like, different. right. The cap is like the orientation towards collective reality exactly. and collective physical life circumstance. Mm -hmm. And Taurus is like my body, my physicality. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. That orientation is going to tweak the energy of every single element completely. And I love that we can talk about orientation and nerd out about that because I will try to explain it to like beginners or clients. And I'm like, no, I, I just, that's not going to make sense. Yeah. It's just, I always just talk about it like a kind of like a pair of sunglasses, you know, what are the, tour, yeah. what are the tourist sunglasses make you see, make you realize, make you know. Mm -hmm. that's always there which maybe is a good segue so is there something I'll just ask these uh, uh these two questions together and if anything if either of them make something move or resonate with you share um as a Taurus son as an embodiment of this Taurus orientation towards the body and physicality is there something that you feel like you've kind of always known, even pre-studying astrology, that then later down the line, when you got to know the Taurus archetype as an astrologer um, or an astrology enthusiast, you were like, oh, this is why I've always been oriented towards this. It's because I'm a Taurus. So something you've kind of like always known or understood. And then, and or is there a current lesson, since we've talked about how the sun is sort of this process of becoming and learning that we come into is there like a current Taurus lesson or realization that you're presently learning or relearning right now? Well, that's a good one. Well, I kind of didn't, I'd never had a really good opinion or view of Tauruses whenever, until I was like, again, in my twenties and <clears throat> I started learning more about actual, like real, real astrology and not just like what you would read out of the funny pages. But one thing that always did resonate with me about being Taurus, being Venus ruled, I always have been really artistic. Um, I always have really appreciated um, aesthetics and beautiful things. Like I was an art nerd, you know, throughout high school. And even as a kid, um, my grandpa was an art, was an artist and he would like teach me and show me how to paint and teach me how to be creative. And, you know, I studied art history in high school and college. And I really, really have always felt an affinity for the arts themselves, which has been, you know, 
which is certainly a Taurus characteristic or an attribute are those who are creative and who at least are really aesthetically driven and really understand how to make beautiful aesthetic decisions. Um, so for me, that, kind of, that has always resonated with me personally, is that, that drive towards beauty and just that appreciation for beauty. But what I think really kind of <clears throat> hooked me about, <clears throat> excuse me, or what really stood with stood one of the characteristics of being a Taurus that has jumped out to me so much just as I get older and as I grow into my son a little bit more is definitely that idea of Taurus being the sign that helps you know, that has that sense of self-worth and value. And that's something I'm, that's a constant process, but then I'm really learning to consciously cultivate what I have to offer and what I have to value. I don't think that Taurus gets enough credit for how incredibly generative it can be. I think that a lot of the time that gets a lot of credit to Leo and I do have a Leo moon, but I think that um, there is this generative energy and on fire signs also, but But I think Taurus has this incredibly generative energy. Like when you you give something to a Taurus or when a Taurus takes on a project, like it is going to bloom and flourish into an amazing thing. And they really, Taurus energy really has the power to, to generate beautiful things into the world. And I know that might sound a little vague, but I mean, that's, that's just how I feel, especially about being a Taurus. Yeah. I think the the one thing thing I also similarly, you know, I've spent a lot of time like in my youth, like in the arts, you know, um, through song, through movement, through dance, um, even through painting, like all of it. And I realized too, it's just like, you know, the generative, you know, expanding on the generativeness, like, you know, literally like creating, you know, um, you yeah. are you're like a lot of the jobs I also think of like if Taurus was creating a job and it's like you are making beauty you know you are you are are making beauty happen you are also bringing you know you're bringing beauty and pleasure into people's lives on such a such an also in such a bodily level too you know like yeah go ahead Kate I'm sorry to interrupt but I have to dovetail I have to tag on to this but like the beauty of Taurus I always think of flowers flowers growing under your feet um but I always have been obsessed with flowers and floral things but I think of when I think of Taurus energy I think of the beauty of the flower you know it's not it's delicate and it's it's not it's fragile and it doesn't serve necessarily an inherent purpose other than being beautiful, you know, and other than just us adoring its beauty, you know, that's Taurus energy is just enjoying beauty for the sake of beauty and enjoying and appreciating the, the fact that that's what makes us human. You know, I yeah. think that that's part of the Taurus lens and Libra lens as well. Because Taurus and Lear, Libra are both Venus ruled. Absolutely. But I think that the Taurus lens is really obsessed with that, with the beauty of a flower. 
you know, something that is delicate and precious and needs no explanation. It needs no, it needs no rational thought. Even it needs no defending itself. It doesn't need to be understood. When we look at a beautiful flower, we don't ask why is that gorgeous? Why is that beautiful? But we just know it in our, oh my gosh, in our hearts. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I also, I know that, um, no, you're good. You're thinking a lot about also, um, perhaps I know like a lot of the times like desire is a word that gets thrown for like Scorpio, but like, I think, you know, it's hard to separate. I'm someone who's like, so about opposites, you know, and that definite like polarity, but like, you know, it's definitely, that's like the funnel that's happening right there, you know, between like what we have and what we desire as like constantly always something that like I think about between that like Taurus and Scorpio axis and how it's unified also and how it shares similar space. So one thing I want to touch on that I, I took a couple notes like way earlier when Rosé was talking just about the words you said Rosé were abundance giving and nurturing and the idea of lack programming came to mind for me so I want to come back to that and look at like scarcity and lack versus abundance through the eyes of Taurus. But first, mm. I just have an anecdote, I don't know, that I kind of want to share um, about this concept of Taurus is not necessarily having, Taurus as an energy, not necessarily having inherent purpose beyond observing and appreciating and creating beauty. I just love that. It's so like, to my very sad Gemini self, whew, like, that's just like, I fucking need that. That's such medicine. Like, it's okay to just be and experience and enjoy. And like exactly. with all my all my Aries stuff progressed into Taurus, that is like hugely the track I'm on right now. Like that's the curriculum I'm taking right now is it is okay to just be and experience and enjoy, but it is so incredibly antithetical to my natural constitution. So it's like a very important lesson for me. Anyways, that's not the anecdote I wanted to share. The anecdote I wanted to share is that you both know I moved recently from Chicago where I lived for 13 years to the desert. So I live in the desert now. And I've had a couple friends from the Midwest come spend like a week or so with me here and there since I moved here. And right now my best friend, Melanie, I think you both have met her at some point. I'm, I'm not sure. Melba Jean um, is visiting from Chicago. We grew up in Ohio together. So we've both lived in the Midwest together our entire lives. And we were just going on a walk the other day. And so Mel is, um, she's a Pisces sun, which will, you'll see that come through in this little anecdote, but she's also an Aries rising with chart ruler Mars in Taurus and ruler of her son, Jupiter also in Taurus. So she's got a lot of Taurus juice. Um, and we were walking around and she just like, couldn't believe it with the desert plants, like little desert flowers. And she's looking out the window at palm trees and she's just like constantly like, oh my gosh, the plants are different here. They're beautiful. And you can really see Pisces Taurus sextile come through there. Um, and so I, I've been thinking too about like, well, if Aries is this experience of being dropped from oneness into an ego construct of separateness, and going, oh shit, okay, I have a mind, I'm separate, this is my ego, Taurus is 
then, like we said, looking out from that ego construct being dropped onto planet earth and being like, oh my God, green grass, a blue sky. What's that? That's a bird. Oh my goodness. This little flower, like there's yellow in the middle of it. Like just that true sense of joy at simply experiencing is kind of what's coming through. And then a separate little piece on that anecdote is my friend Jenny is someone that's come to visit me. She's a Gemini son. She's actually who I'm going to talk to for Gemini season. And um, it's funny, Kate, to hear you say, when we look at a flower, we don't ask why it's beautiful. But the thing that came to mind was that Mel, this Pisces Taurus person, was just in awe of the desert plant life. But when Jenny was here, she was like telling stories about how when she was a kid, she learned that like, oh, I get desert plants are spiky because this, like, oh, the desert landscape, like the greenery is because this. And so it's just so funny to see that Gemini come through, even in the experience of noticing plant life. Right. Leave it to the air energy to over-intellectualize everything. <laughs> I, I mean, I have that problem as a Gemini rising. <laughs> Literally, I will look at something and be like, oh my God, that is so beautiful. What is that? And then later, <laughs> like, uh, okay, I'm on my phone. I'm, I'm looking. Oh, oh, okay. And this is how, and this is when this plant was adapted into the world. Like, I get that. <laughs> so maybe it's like, we don't, we can always, depending on our natural constitution and lessons and the perspectives that we're experiencing in this life, we might have a natural tendency to really understand the why of the beauty, but Taurus energy in its purity is the remembrance or the offering that we don't have to know why it's beautiful. We can just mm -hmm. observe it and enjoy it. Yeah, it just is. It, it really, it just is. Yeah, I have this little tick that I do. Um, I love to go on long walks in nature, obviously, but I'm living in the city, so I just walk around. But wherever I am, wherever I walk, I always grab part of a tree, a bush, a plant, a flower. It's compulsive. I don't even know that I'm doing it. But when I walk, I always have to hold some type of piece of nature in my hands. Yeah. And learning about my Taurus side more. I'm like, that's so Taurus. Cause I just want to ground myself in what nature is doing. If there's no leaves, I'll grab sticks and I'll just walk around with sticks in my hands. So I can feel more like in a vibe with nature, with the natural world. And so I can understand where I am. I don't know. It's this weird communion I have with nature. It's a very Taurus thing. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just touch yeah. in general. I think it's, I spent so much time as a kid just wanting to like touch things and like having sensory experiences, you know? I just like, I used to spend a part of my youth as like a costume constructor. And so I got to be able to touch so many different kinds of fabric when I was like building costumes. And so I just like, everything was just kind of like, like, what does this feel like? You know, what is the difference? How does the difference between silk and, and satins and sateens, you know, and velvets and versus velours. Like what's, what's the, how does this all different? How does this feel? Um, you know, I, oh my God, especially, I can't believe I never got caught, but I used to touch things in art museums because it would always be like, don't touch. I'd be like, I want to touch it. Dare me. What Dare does me. this 2000 year old sculpture feel like? I want to feel what it felt like, you know? Mm. And so, 
just I'm like I'm waving you know touching oh, yeah. waving here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you know one of my favorite like anecdotes for tourists too in my own experiences this was a very after the fact thing that I realized this but my son's at eight Aries so I was 22 when my son progressed into Taurus in the sixth house and that's when I started practicing yoga And that's when I realized I didn't even realize until I was practicing yoga for the first couple of months that previously I was very often disconnected from my body. So Taurus gave me a practice and a tool to help me connect to my body, which Taurus yoga, did I say yoga? I meant to say yoga gave me a tool, but I guess Taurus also gave me that tool Um, that like. And for me, as somebody who is made of fire, like sun fire, almost all my personal planets fire, um, and then ruled by Jupiter and Gemini, all my Aries stuff ruled by Mars and Gemini. So like I consist of fire and I am ruled by air. I don't naturally have an orientation towards being in my body. And so for me, like taking time to seriously just like sit down and just on a very elementary level, remember that I'm in a body, like remember to go to the bathroom legit. Like when I was a kid, TMI about to come through, I would just skip pooping. Like I would just skip it because I was like, (laughs) I feel that I have to poop. And then I I would immediately go on to, but I'm doing this, but I'm distracted by this. I like skipped pooping for years. It was a problem. Um, And now like, yeah, just like getting on even just like five minutes of like moving and breathing on a yoga mat, like, and just thinking about how it took it for my first 22 years of life. I didn't even know that I was missing that basic component of the human experience. It wasn't until my son progressed in Taurus and I started to practice yoga that I even realized like, oh, you've been out of your body for 90% of the last 22 years of your life, which I don't know, like if that sounds, I don't know if you can, you two as Taurus incarnate can even like imagine that, but you probably can because you know me and you see how up here I always am. But man, like, yeah, I just love the, I love just thinking about what the medicine of each sign is like thinking of each sign energy as an opportunity to tap into another part of the human experience and not necessarily to, this is like a shift I've been making recently, like not necessarily to balance out your natural constitution because you in alignment, me in alignment looks like a lot of Aries a lot of Gemini. It doesn't necessarily look like a very grounded person, but it gives me more command over that fire and that air to every now and then tap back into earth, tap into Taurus and go, this is a tool that I can utilize to ground the fire that I am. Mm -hmm. If I want to, I don't have to try to become Taurus. I'm not Taurus, but I can shift into that perspective, shift into that orientation at will if it becomes a useful tool. I always wonder too, because, you know, um, you know, uh, Kate had mentioned, you know, like Taurus needs massages. I was just like always wondering what it would be like experiences. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a licensed massage therapist. And so, um, but before that I was also heavily, heavily in the dance world here in Chicago. And so I was, when I began to, 
kind of like leave my role as like, you know, as an actor, <laughs> as an actor and someone who like made like paintings and sculptures and stuff like that. I was, you know, becoming into the world of dance and like performing and using my body, you know? And so it really brought me to this level of wanting to understand more like how my body was working, right? It's probably that's when I was progressing into Gemini. It's like, I wanna figure out how this actually works, you know? Um, but in so many ways, in the ways in that I felt like I was so connected to my spirit when I was dancing and like on stage and kind of like shining in that sort of way, is like the same way that I'm feeling when like, like catching my spirit as my body was being touched or like being able to like move things around, you know, as we know that through like that sort of soft tissue manipulation through the body, we're able to like open things up, right? Um, while we're like manipulating things like the fascia of the body, while we're stretching it and pulling it, you know, things come up, things like emotional things come up. People are like, what, what is that? What's going on there? What's happening there? And I'm like, well, you have a body. And like, this is something that's been stuck there for their life. I never knew that was there. You know, like having that sort of like, having someone to like physically be there and like rub you down, pull, stretch, like rotate, manipulate, you know, do like body work on you. So like building this sort of like connection and be like, oh, all of these like things. It's like, I'm having this all of these feelings and like, I'm like literally sitting here kind of amazed at like what's happening. Like I'm here, like this is like a real thing. Yeah, I love that. And the, I think that Tauruses in general also give amazing massages. So Rose, we do. you are like the <laughs> ultimate Taurus masseuse. And I think the thing about, I love, oh my God. I think that it's just so fucking perfect with like your 12th house son that you are giving like these <laughs> massages and addressing people's like inherent stored like traumas in their body and releasing traumas yeah. that are held in the body because it's true like we do hold trauma traumatic experiences in our we physical do. body we really do and I think that that's the thing about not just Taurus but earth in general earth energy is like you cannot run from the physical manifestations of your emotional, spiritual world. You just can't. And yeah. they will build up and they will manifest physically and however they're meant to and however you're meant to work through them. And when we work through our physical body, when we work through physical issues or maladies in our body, we work through it. We have to work through them emotionally too so it's like all of these different realms are intersecting but that earth medicine takes us back to the body and it takes us back to our constitution i love that kelsey i love that you keep on saying constitution because that's like also one of my new favorite words especially with medical astrology it's so focused on like the constitutional makeup but the thing of like i love that it's like i just didn't i stopped pooping it's like well i bet that built up and manifested in some way you know physically elsewhere that you were forced to deal with and I remember like when I felt the most out of alignment my body changed so dramatically like and all of these like inherent tools that Taurus teaches is to come back to the body and to like learn how to move energy around in your body and I love that one more thing just about 
Rose about how you were talking about like moving energy around in your body. Mm-hmm. I think that's necessary for Taurus and Scorpio energy because it's that fixed yin energy. When energy sits for too long, it's it festers and it's oh like, yeah gross and moldy and like that's the other thing with like Taurus and Scorpio energy especially it's like you have to keep it moving that's why I feel like massage is so important especially with people with such strong Taurus signatures it's like massage acupressure acupuncture like moving energy around in the body is just so therapeutic and it's like it's it's necessary to balance out any and all Taurus energy yeah anytime I feel that like that's the one thing that I've always noticed that my partner helped me see is that like anytime I feel like my like issues coming up in terms of when I'm getting frustrated or like angry or like I'm getting sort of like really emotional or even maybe possibly depressed or like have you really spent time to move today like mm-hmm. you know that kind of goes a lot of misconceptions about like you know towards people that they're like often like labeled as lazy but it's like, I was like, just because they're fixed and like wanting to like, you know, they constantly love to receive does not mean that they are lazy, first of all. Oh, it's like, not. you know, we thrive the most when we are moving and in motion, you know? Yes. And it's consistent motion. It, oh, absolutely. It is consistent. It is consistent, sometimes slow moving motion that will not stop and that will kick your ass. that's all all I gotta say Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know it is also that like if I'm gonna do something it's gonna be perfect and it's gonna be gorgeous so it's not lazy it's getting it right you know it's making sure that I'm not giving you bullshit quality like Mm. I'm not gonna rush it and have it look ridiculous it's going to be perfect and even if it takes me a long time to do it when I do it, it's going to be the best and it's going to be gorgeous, but I'm oh, still rush. moving. I'm yeah. still going. I'm always doing it. I'm just not rushing yeah. like you. Don't rush me because I want to give you the best of me. Exact Taurus mantra. <laughs> Taurus mantra right there. Don't rush me. I, I love that. The best of me. So I'm thinking of another concept that we haven't touched too much on that also shows up for me a lot with Taurus, which is just like presence. Um, Mm. Like Taurus, Stephen Forrest always talks about, always talks about, I read one Stephen Forrest thing where he talks about like the goal of Taurus, what Taurus is always after is just simply like contentment and peace and being in the present moment. And I feel like I have a sense of how that's connected to embodiment and the somatic experience, but I'm wondering if either of you can kind of like tie those two concepts together for me. I think maybe it has something to do with like, we are in these bodies. And so if we're not really aware of the body, then we are not very then we are somehow cut off from our current experience because our current experience is physical. Um, But I don't know, how do you, does anything come up for either of you about like the connection between presence and embodiment? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that Venusian energy in general, um, especially I, I see this a lot with Venus and Taurus people, they do not need to do anything to attract other than be themselves and hold their self-worth 
and they attract the experiences and the people that they need. Um, and I think that that's really that idea of Taurus is that I, that contentment almost stems from what we were talking about earlier, that root of, I have everything I need. You know, I already am everything I need. I don't, you know, the contentment comes with that sense of internal peace, but also knowing that I don't need to have to go and do, 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 do. I just need to be me and let the chips fall where they may. And I really see that a lot with Venus and Taurus, especially that, that very attractive quality where you people just really are, are almost drawn to you and drawn to that stable aura that a Taurus really amplifies. It's like when you walk into the room or when you're in the presence of a really solid Taurus, it's like, whoa, it's like, damn you know who has this you know who i always think of queen elizabeth is a taurus with that that type of energy where it's like whoa like i don't know what it is but this person is like taurus is the energy of gravity you know it is that energy of weight you know because it's that first fixed earth sign so when you have the energy of gravity on your side everyone will come and revolve around you you don't have to go out and do a bunch of stuff you already have it you know you just gotta you just gotta be you and be that and be you in all of your glory and watch and watch the world orbit around you that's kind of how i see it and feel it yeah it's that you know having being president and having the confidence Mm -hmm. um to be absolutely you and you like literally you are holding court you are holding court you are holding court Totally. Mm. You can almost see the fixed square here between Leo and Taurus. I keep getting Leo vibes too, hearing this idea of like, yeah, you're saying gravity, gravity with um, Taurus, but then with Leo, it's like being the actual center of things. I don't know. I just see a connection there. Um, and yeah. maybe that's, maybe that's coming through in your Leo Taurus <laughs> pairing Kate. Exactly. I also think of, um, Barbara Streisand also has my same Taurus son, Leo Moon. And oh, I so didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, she, I know, right? <laughs> I'm obsessed. It's probably why I've seen Funny Girl like 3,000 times. <laughs> but um, I always, I think of Barbara too. And and she has that, that same Taurus-Leo pairings. And I do think of Taurus and Leo as like some of the most generative signs in the Zodiac. Um, but, you know, Barbara has this energy about her that's like it's also this down-to-earth quality that's like Leo is like I'm kind of like royal I'm like above it all but Taurus is like I am like I am gravity in and of myself but you can come and talk to me you know and we can talk about we can relate to each other and I'm down to earth I'm still no nonsense I'm still um you know, I'm still a person, I'm still a human being and I'm relatable, but at the same time, there is that weight and, and that, that it's like an effortless weight to your personality. That's like, damn, wow. They're cool. Who are yeah. you? I just want to go talk to them. Yeah. And I think at some point too, that it's like, also like Taurus is like constantly giving too. at the yeah. same time. They are like, 
giving it no matter what it is it's like that you know walking into like the in the presence of a like really solid Taurus like you're like oh they're giving you everything and they're not even doing anything and they have their because their cup is so full and overfloweth you know they're like yeah "Yeah, I'm great have some I have this never-ending reservoir of self-esteem do you want some do you Mm -hmm. want me to show you what it's like do you want me to show you you know how how to work it like I do So this, this is a good, um, segue into that little pause and say, Hey, to the concept of abundance and lack that I wanted to do. I think like for me, I've been in this process of redefining what abundance even is. And it has like my new understanding of what abundance is really connects to the Taurus knowing and the Taurus tendency to be oriented to the now moment and present in the now moment. Um, you know, a lot of times, especially when spiritual bypass is happening or when, when we get caught, we all do it at some point, some more than others, but when we get caught in the capitalistic cycle and we might tend to like use our spiritual tools instead of for liberation from the constructs of the physical world, use the spiritual tools to try to improve our egoic um, physical world experience. So all the, anything you see that's trying to like sell you, take this manifestation course so that you can make bank and be rich. Like that's just a different iteration of lack of scarcity, right? That's not true abundance when you're trying Mm -hmm. to like hoard wealth, um, true abundance, Mm -hmm. at least this is my personal current reframe is like the awareness that you have everything you need. It's like this process of reorienting Mm -hmm. yourself from lack, from scarcity to the realization that at least in this very moment, you have what you need. You have the clothes on your back, you've eaten food, you have something beautiful to look at. And it's just that process of rewiring the brain over time to be more oriented towards what you have being enough right now than what you think you don't have or need more of in the future. And so I'm just curious, like, where do you think Taurus as a character naturally lies on that realization? It's sounding from things you both have said that like Taurus knows that we have enough. I'm thinking of Taurus almost as like queen of pentacle vibes. If you're in tarot at all, I know that's not actually a Taurus card. I don't think, but yeah, thoughts on abundance and enoughness. I, well, first, I I love that con. I struggle with abundance because I I think it's relative to each person. It's like, is this is this enough for me? I don't know. You decide. Like, you figure it out. What what abundance means for you and what's enough for you. Um, but in like in general, I think that the dark side like every 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 sign has its its shadow and its shine obviously and yeah lack mentality is definitely hoarding you know lack mentality is hoarding and you can have a million dollars in the bank and be hoarding the shit out of it and not feel abundant at all and i think that a crucial part of embracing and understanding the shine of Torian abundance is the idea again that money and energy 
always has to be moving. And when Mm -hmm. your cup is overflowing, you, you got to keep it moving. You've got to keep it moving. You have to constantly to feel abundant. You have to be giving too. It doesn't work like that. You don't just get to hoard and reserve your wealth. Like you have to give it away. And wealth, obviously we usually think of like monetary wealth, but it's so much, it's an energy, you know, it's an energy that we have, that we place on other things that we, um, that we deal with on our everyday life. And, you know, we get, there's, there's so much energy I mean, there's so much out right now, just about like abundance and fulfillment money mentality. But I think of, you know, the whole idea of Taurus and Scorpio being really the, the rulers of money. I saw actually it was UAC in 2018. I saw a really good, um, I went to Lynn Bell's, Lynn Bell's, um, workshop or talk lecture on money in the birth chart and she talked a lot about Taurus and Scorpio and that second house and eighth house axis um that that second and eighth house axis and the one thing that she kept on reiterating is that money has to be moving money cannot be stagnant and that always really stuck with me with the idea of Taurus and abundance and money is the idea that we're never meant to have this static sense of abundance within ourselves. in order to have true abundance it's a two-way street and I have to be giving just as much as I'm receiving in order to feel truly truly abundant does that make sense Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like it is oriented towards like the now moment because it's not about what am I going to have in the future? Do I need to hold on the money to make sure about myself in the future? It's like, what do I have right now? Right now I have enough. Right now I have more than enough. So let me be, let me orient myself to this person and what they have right now. Could my overflowing cup benefit their now moment? Like it, it still is about like coming back to the now and the physical realist like physical reality of this now moment in a lot of ways and if you don't have the present moment if you're not able to sink in and enjoy what you have you're never gonna have abundance it's never gonna equal contentment at all right yeah so I I have two more questions that I think could kind of wrap start to wrap up the convo so first given this orientation of Taurus, given the awareness and the truth as Taurus sees it, what do you think, and we can talk about this on many levels, but what is Taurus's role? So in a a small, I think we've already hit on what is the, what is Taurus's role in the personal experience, but what is Taurus's role in relationships, in groups, in the collective? And then even bigger than that, like we're clearly going through this massive shift of human consciousness right now, what is, what can we as a collective learn from Taurus? What does Taurus have to offer us to support us through this transition? That was a lot of questions. So wherever. I'm just going to dive right in really quickly because I don't want to forget what I, what I, what just kind of came in my head. I think that Taurus energy obviously offers 
the reservoirs of self-esteem and the assurance that we are worthy regardless of our situation, regardless of what our body looks like, and regardless of any type of external factors that say you're not good enough, Taurus energy is here to offer the assurance that no matter what, you always are good enough just because you exist. And I also think that regardless of the specific message of the Taurus, the way and the manner in which a Taurus acts out and and delivers whatever message they're giving is always comes from a place that is grounded and practical and relatable. And I think that's also another huge gift of Taurus energy that Taurus can offer to the world is that they can say, hey, I'm willing to, I can share with you my beauty. I can teach you what I know, but I also can do it in a way that's that's meeting you where you're at. And that is practical and level-headed and down to earth. I'm grounded too. And mm. I can, I can show you the path and I can show you these things that I know, and I can learn from you too. And we can learn from each other in a way that is real because I'm real. That like honors the now experience of the physical reality, the physical reality yeah. in the now. Yeah. I like that. Mm. And I think that too, that also at the, at the same time that it's like, Doris is there to also support all of those values, the values for like change to happen. I think um, it's going to help and it's going to also sustain, you know, and help to be there as a reliable source of value and accountability um, and also love. I, I can't not say love. Mm. Yeah. And in that way, you can kind of see the pendulum swing from Aries to Taurus. If Aries is here to like disrupt and poke at things to change them, to say, hey, no, not this. Taurus swinging over to Taurus is kind of like, well, what are we going to fill that with if we disrupt, if we disrupt, mm -hmm. disrupt and destruct? what then Taurus like kind of comes in with like, well, here's what is though. Like we'll fill it up, we'll sustain it. Like you said, it's sustenance and also just like, yeah, I don't know. Aries is like the, the, in, the intention or the instigation to disrupt what is. And then Taurus is like, well, and here's what it can be instead, maybe like providing fuel, but also just like actual substance to what will we replace what we've disrupted with. Yeah, absolutely. And like, let's acknowledge the reality of the current situation and build from there. Mm -hmm. Almost. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think it's also really there to help manage it as well. Mm, yeah, I always think exactly. I always think Doris is great at helping um, to and it's like really helpful at the project management. It's like at that sort of level, so good at that. you know, yeah. it's like, okay, like I see, I see where you're coming in. I see what you're doing. I see who you are now. Like, let's, let me here help you and keep fueling that because girl, you got it. And girl, you got it too. Mm -hmm. We all got it together. Mm -hmm. So let's be, let's do this. You've got this. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Okay. One more question. This is a very Aries question. <laughs> um, 
the way I phrased it when I wrote it down is what should people just let Taurus sons do? <laughs> so like in order for Taurus to play its role, what do people need to like, as an Aries, I'm all about like, stop making people try to be something that they're not. Let people be exactly the vibration that they are so that they can play exactly the role they're here to play. So as Taurus, what can people just empower and allow Taurus to do to fulfill their role? Don't what do they, them. what people need to get off your back about? Sorry. Don't rush them. Do not rush them. Do not rush a Taurus. Do yeah, not I was gonna... them feel pressured to feel, <sighs> do, do, not, do not pressure them to fit into the standards that you have to have it all figured out that you have to rush and that you have to hit a certain deadline in order for, to feel, you know, of quality and of value. Let Taurus focus on quality and let focus Taurus on let a Taurus focus on making it beautiful. Don't hold them to, you know, any other standard other than the standards that they set for themselves. Let them take their time. Period. Point blank. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. Period. Um, <laughs> also, um, I mean, don't have any expectations that you think that you know like what they're going to do, because you know what, don't also don't ask them <laughs> because they're like, you can say, let them know what you need and then let them just do the work on their own. Yeah. You know, <laughs> don't like, pull them. Don't like, yeah. Like not so much delegating, just kind of like stating the need and then allowing, is it like about giving the tourists the freedom to generate and create on its own accord exactly at their own pace mm -hmm. at their own pace yeah all right we got and make sure you have snacks for them too <laughs> yes <laughs> make sure you have snacks and there give them rubs and massages you you heard it you know, from the, the mouths of good tourists. quality snacks literally if you treat them right they will treat you so good Oh, wait, before we break, can I, t can I say something that I do with my friends who are Tauruses? Yes, of course. So my best friends and I, who are Tauruses, we get together and you know who you are. If you're listening to this, we get together and we call it Taurus time. And we probably spend at least, I don't know if I should put a dollar amount on it, but way too much money on the best fucking snacks that we love and then we break out my friend's massage gun and then we give each other facials and we and we just smoke a ton of weed and we get all of our favorite snacks ice creams cookies and we just call it tourist time where we let ourselves do our thing whatever the fuck we want so that is what tourist empowerment looks like splurge on snacks and give each other massages and facials i need ah, this time i've not been that. invited to that i'm just saying I no rose i'm you're next time i will literally come and massage everyone's <laughs> shoulders and feet just because i want to and i love it i we call it tt and there's there's a couple of us we all have matching rings that we wear don't oh it's a God. longer story but yeah we tt mm -hmm. i love real. this like secret society of tauruses <laughs> just like pampering themselves like yes like that's yeah. what taurus ruled the world 
that's I what mean, would happen. I, yeah, one of my best. We would friends, all have Fridays off for <laughs> Venus's day. <laughs> that's what I do. All my beauty rituals is on Friday. <gasps> I mean, I yes. do it every day, but still, it's when I go extra. Beautiful. <laughs> so, I have but so... I have a I have another tourist friend where we. It was just their birthday this past weekend, and so we spent too much money at the salon, too much money on a charcuterie board and drugs <laughs> so <laughs> yeah that's the other thing that we didn't mention I'm sorry I know we're trying to hop off but one more thing I need to mention slide in about Taurus is, is that they understand value better than yeah. any other sign and it's like I'm either gonna spend a hundred dollars on something that like is really good quality or I'm gonna get it at a fucking steal it's like there's no in between like I either want the best quality or I want the best deal like I'm not like I, I'm either frugal or I'm gonna splurge there's like oh. I just want the best value yeah I yeah literally that period period <laughs> period <laughs> oh. <laughs> Taurus unanimity. Zero dollars. Zero dollars. Beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) I have so much to learn from Taurus. Thank you for Taurus 101 today. Um, What, how can people find you and what do you have going on? Um, You can find me on Instagram. Um, You can, you know what? You can find me on my personal account and (laughs) my business account. So you can find me at shy girl, which is at S H A I underscore G R L, or you can find me on my business page where I'm promoting things like certain products, energy work and body work. So if you want to get your Taurus life on, let me treat you right um, and receive that gift um, at the energetic body. That's, at T-H-E-E-N-E-R-G-E-T-I-C-B-O-D-Y. You can also body. find me um, and, you know, book body work sessions with me or energy work sessions by visiting my website at theenergeticbody.org. That's where you can find me. You can find me. My IG handle is girl and A-N-D, the galaxy. Girl and, I'm like trying to spell it out. G-I-R-L-A-N-D-T-H-E-G-A-L-A-X-Y. Girl and the galaxy on Instagram and girlinthegalaxy.com if you want to work with me and find out all of the other fun stuff I do and signed up for my newsletter and all that good stuff. That's where you can find me. Girl in the galaxy, baby. Just me and the galaxy. Just you. Girl in the galaxy, new in astrology.